Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome into Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. And today, Logan, we're doing it. We're drafting. I'm excited for it. You know, like it's weird. I was thinking about it last night. I was like, man, this is so weird because I watch all these other people's mock drafts and I think, man, that's a terrible pick. And now we will be making terrible picks so yeah (laughs) uh that's that's the goal is to make as many we just want to be the talk of the internet for how bad our mock draft is no we're gonna we're gonna do our best to logan and i uh basically gonna act as coach and gm we've decided that we don't know which one is which but that's fine we're we're part of a, a front office a part of a football unit together drafting here uh, and we are excited to, to do it. And then we're excited to talk about, uh, kind of the process later on this week with Mike Renner, pro football focus is going to join us on the second pod this week. So looking forward to that. But for today, it's us we're drafting. Uh, also, if you want to, if you're a, a podcast listener, Apple, Spotify, etc. This is going to be a good one to watch on YouTube because uh, we do have Pro Football Focus's Mock Draft Simulator up, so you'll be able to follow along. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you see that already. So, Logan, let's get right in. Carolina Panthers have the first pick on the clock. We'll, we'll probably roll through some of these picks a little faster than others. Yeah. Obviously, we'll stop down at 16 and see how the board went <laughs> and what we want to do for the Commanders. Uh, but I, you know, we're just we're just a, a an equal opportunity podcast where right. all teams are treated the same. We don't spend any other time, and we're hired to do <laughs> one particular team's uh, bidding. Uh, well, we don't do their bidding; we talk about them. Anyway, yeah. the point is, number one pick, Carolina Panthers on the clock. Of course, they made the trade up with the Bears, um, and this pretty much comes down to which quarterback do you like the best right. in this draft. Yeah, and I think for me, it's Bryce Young. That's the one I personally like the best. But the more you talk to people, the more the size thing is an issue, right? And then when you look at C.J. Stroud, like, well, I think C.J. Stroud's an excellent football player. And you get to watch a lot of C.J. Stroud in this evaluation process because you got Dewan Jones, you got Paris Johnson, you got uh, Whipler, you got um, uh, the kid, the, the receiver. I can't remember his name at the moment. Um, uh, Smith and Jigba, right? You got all yeah. four of those guys you got to watch. You get to watch a lot of C.J. Stroud kind of tangentially. And one of the things is that offense in Ohio State is absolutely fantastically sick. He's thrown from a lot of clean pockets. And statistically, when you look at quarterbacks in the NFL that don't that struggle early, they throw from a lot of clean pockets because NFL pockets aren't super clean, right? And so right. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like Bryce Young's the pick here. I did hear an interesting take this morning when I was driving around after my training. And they were like, you know, with, with the number over one overall pick, you want to take the player with the highest ceiling. 
And, you know, you and I both know who that is at this point from a quarterback standpoint, and that's Anthony Richardson. So right. um, I probably wouldn't do that because they don't have somebody to kind of like man the ship. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those three guys. Noticeably, Will Levis is absent in our evaluation, but I'd, I'd go, I'd go Bryce Young. Like that's my guy. Like I think he's fantastic. I think he's got a Mahomes kind of feel for the game. He is small, but I think his upside's good. I think he's a good pro. I think he works hard. Everything I've heard about him is plus, except for the size. And I think I'm okay with that. I agree with you. Um, now we have the decision to make kind of fundamentally of are we acting as how right. we think these, are we doing a predictive mock or are we doing what we would do? I kind of think we should do what we would do. Right. I think, um, so. I, I think that's, that's more interesting and kind of how we pitch this is that like we're the football decision-making unit and we are in agreement here. Um, Bryce Young is the top prospect based off what he's done on tape. Then you look at the measurables and you're like, oh, well that could be concerning. But as you know, he played in the SEC, the best conference in America, not the NFL, but the, the closest thing that you have to it in college football, he was just fine. Um, yeah. My biggest question would be as someone, you know, if, if I'm a coach coming to you as a GM or a scout who's watched more tape than me, obviously by the time the draft would come around, uh, you'd, you'd hope that's pretty even, especially if you have the number one overall pick. But it's like, how did he do against the LSUs? How did he do against the, the team, Georgia, obviously? Like, was the size all of a sudden an issue specifically against Georgia compared to him getting away with it with lesser SEC opponents. I think that's the thing with Bryce Young is he was just so consistent. I mean, even in the games he lost, dude is straight dealing, like loses to Tennessee because the kicker misses a field goal. Like he is going toe-to-toe, point-for-point with Hendon Hooker in that offense. He's making plays. He's he's leading two-minute drives. He's doing everything you want to do. LSU, same thing. Georgia, the championship game last year was one of the best games or the conference championship game, I forget, because they played twice, like in a matter of two weeks. But one of those games right. was like the best college football game I've ever seen from a college quarterback. You know, just throw for throw, making plays. Now we had an excellent stable of wide receivers. All those factors were huge. But he, I, I, that's the thing about him, is that the, no, the moment never feels too big for him. He just can see the field at a really high level. And I do think Carolina is probably going to go C.J. Stroud, just from what I've heard and been reading. But for us in this situation, like it, it's almost a no brainer, right? It, it, it feels that way. It's like Bryce Young feels like the guy you want. And again, you mentioned the, the level of competition, like he's throwing from all kind of different pockets, throw angles. Um, the, the talent on that Alabama offense is kind of down as a whole, I would say, um, outside of Jameer Gibbs, who we might talk about later. But I think um, that's got to be the pick for me. All right, uh, let's let's submit it to Commissioner Nick, uh, our producer, uh, and there we go. The first overall pick, Bryce Young, to Carolina. This becomes, I think, then a much shorter discussion for yeah. number two at Houston. D'Amico Ryan's taken over at the helm. They need a franchise quarterback. Uh, I think this one's going to be pretty easy. We scroll down. We take C.J. Stroud. Uh, is, is it is he clearly the number two? I think so. And the only the only thing I could see happening is like I think they really like Bryce Young. And maybe they're a little out on C.J. Stroud and they take Will Anderson here. Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, um, you know, even uh, Tyree Wilson. But I, 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 it seems very unlikely that they don't draft a quarterback. I'm just giving you like it is possible that does happen. Yeah. I don't think it's very likely. Any chance that that they trade up with Carolina and swap picks if they really, that's really, really like interesting. Young and they're like, oh, crap, Carolina. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think really interesting notion anyway, you know, that they would switch. Um, but I do think one of the reasons they feel comfortable staying is because they think they believe Carolina is going to draft CJ Stroud. So 
why am I going to trade up if, if your number one quarterback is different? And this is, this is something good to note, just kind of big picture is this is where your stuff at the combine, your, your pro day stuff becomes really important because your scouts start talking to each other. And let's say one of your scouts or your security officers gets information that CJ Stroud is the number one guy on their board. I think you say, well, we don't need to trade up. And that's where this kind of time of year, which from a national media standpoint is probably a little bit overhyped, but for teams is super important because they're doing some serious digging and trying to get access to these boards and stuff. So, Right, right. Um, if you're Carolina, though, on day or on, on the day of the draft and you like both guys, <laughs> you, you certainly call Houston yeah. and you're like, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take Young, but if you want to trade up, we'll listen. Um, but that's that's where these things get fun. Um, and Carolina, you know, there was talk around when they made the trade with the Bears that like, yes, they really like some of these quarterbacks, but they haven't decided yet. But they really just want control of the draft, and they certainly have that. All right, uh, number three, Arizona. This, in some ways, because you figure one way or another, um, the quarterbacks are gonna go one, two, and Young, Stroud, or Stroud, Young. So in some ways, this is where the draft starts. And you talk about trade action, potentially. Um, this certainly could be a place where if a team really likes Anthony Richardson, a team really likes Will Levis, do they come up, trade with Arizona, who obviously is set at quarterback with Kyler Murray, coming off the injury, but they just signed him to that big, long deal. They're not going quarterback. So uh, coach, GM, scout, uh, half the front office, Logan Paulson, what, what are we doing here at three? Uh, with Jonathan Gannon's Arizona Cardinals. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you want to trade this pick if you can. You know, I, I, as much as I like Will Anderson, I think if you can get some more, because like the, the problem with the Arizona Cardinals is there's a lot, their defensive line's in shambles. Their secondary's getting older. They don't have any linebackers. All the linebackers they've taken in the first round have kind of fallen on their face, right? You need offensive line help to a certain extent. You need some skill position players because you're probably going to try and trade uh, – Hopkins, right? Like there's just not a lot there. So the only way I know how to fix that is to trade this pick. And I think it's good that Anthony Richardson's balling. It's just who is going to be the team that's going to trade up, trade up with you. You know, that, that becomes the question. If no one trades, I think it's a pretty obvious, like Will Anderson, you know, it used to be Jalen Carter. I think Jalen Carter is a much more dynamic football player than Will Anderson. I think his ceiling's much higher, but obviously he's had the legal stuff. So I think that's going to push him down boards pretty significantly. So if it's not a trade, it's Will Anderson, I think. I guess I've also seen Tyree Wilson in this spot, and I yep. think the only reason you would switch them is because you believe Tyree Wilson has a higher ceiling. And he's kind of your Trayvon Walker of this year's draft, long, rangy, big athlete. The production doesn't quite match the athleticism yet, but maybe if you're betting on upside, you take him here. I'd go Will Anderson. I just think it's a safer, more consistent football player, a guy that is – He's not going to be bad. He might not be the best football player of all time, but he's definitely not going to be bad. And I think you just need to hit at the third pick with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with Gannon coming from Philly, like he's a guy that obviously had that stable of of defensive ends. Nick, real quick though, can you click on the trade tab for us? Let's see what offers are 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 potentially there. Um, Detroit, a team that that certainly come up. I like uh, that. If, if so, like if Detroit, I, I I think Detroit is a team that would trade up and probably should trade up. And what I would do if I was Detroit, I'd trade up. They have two picks in the first round. You can keep the second one, right? Exchange picks, maybe give up your second. Draft Anthony Richardson here, and then pick kind of another, you know, kind of maybe not blue chip, but a kind of a depth rotational player. At I think they're picking at eighteen or something like that. Yeah. 18. So. Um, you know, that's kind of something I would definitely, I would definitely consider this. What are they giving up here? They're giving up. So if we, let's go, let's go ahead and propose a trade here. Uh, so let's go six, uh, 
and then 48 and then 20, 152 maybe. Yeah, that's uh, what happens. And then that for three. This trade will likely be accepted. That's probably too much. So yeah. let's go back off 152 uh, if it's that green. Uh, so six and 48 no, for three. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't like giving up my second pick. If 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 I was doing, it, I'd probably say give me fifty five. But you know, if you believe he's that dude, um, then go for it. You know what I mean? And I think this is relatively reasonable. Like you're really just giving up a second for a guy you think could be kind of generational. So, yeah, I'm on board with that. Let's do it. Um, unfortunately, Logan, we don't have your PFF logged in here, uh, and we we didn't log in before we started, so we can't actually do this trade. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a poor job out of us. If we wanna wanna but, pause and log in and edit around this, we can, or we can just keep going with no trades. I think we just go no trades, but I think like this okay. is good for the fans for for people to see. Like yeah. this is this is something I think is very very viable. You know, in terms of a team that I because in terms of like you know when you're looking at prospects, you say who where would they fit really well? Detroit is where I'm like if he if Anthony Richardson is at six, Detroit is jumping for joy because I think you have golf. You can do the Aaron Rodgers. You can kind of let him sit for a little bit and let Anthony Richardson develop in this offense with an offensive coordinator who's probably one of the best in football at the moment. Definitely top five. So I love this for them. I don't know if I don't know if they'll do this because you know this Campbell. You know you got to interview the quarterback, all that kind of stuff. But um, Detroit is definitely a spot for Anthony Richardson. I think is very very good. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I will say if I'm Detroit, I don't know. I they like golf and golf's no, been pretty I, yeah. good for them. But so, I, but he's what he got two years left on his deal, something like that. Yeah. And I think if Anthony Richardson sits for two, I think that's exactly what you want. He's in your system, he's in your terminology. Um it, it's a red shirt, you know, six overall, third overall. Do you really pick. want to take the third pick on a guy? Like when you're competing for the playoffs though, third pick on a guy that that is going to sit for a couple years. That's rich for me. So for me, <clears throat> what I, what I would say is that like this dude is, is Josh Allen from a talent standpoint. He's Josh Allen plus from a talent standpoint, but from the processing accuracy, all those kind of fundamental things, he started one year as a quarterback in college football. If he's Josh Allen, like just hypothetically speaking, then hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Right. Like because you you are planning on if you're Detroit, never picking this high ever again. Right. Because you're going to be good. You're on the verge of being a good football team who won't pick before 20 for the next five years. So if this is your opportunity to get that quarterback who a guy who has that upside, who can sit, who can do the the Bryce, uh, the, the love thing up in Green Bay, the Jordan Aaron Rodgers love, yeah. thing, whoever it is like. I think that that would be a pretty savvy move. Now, is the fit right? Is their evaluation high in him? I think those are all questions that need to be acknowledged. But yeah, man, I think that I would be fine with that, with with this pick, if if that's the, the direction they chose to go. All right. Uh, so back to the draft a player we go. And uh, I go all Anderson. of that. 
all that, we go Will Anderson because we forgot to sign in and unlock traits. All right, uh, number four. Uh, then you have Indianapolis. And for all the talk we just had about Anthony Richardson, this is the guy that has been mocked here most often, and it makes a ton of sense. Shane Steichen coming over from Philly as the new head coach, of course, was their offensive coordinator, super mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. A guy, they did a great job of using the run game and the quarterback run game to allow Hurts to continue to polish himself as a passer over these last couple of years. Like yeah. Jalen's incredible. But here's the thing. The, the biggest difference, and I think the oversimplification that happens when comparing Richardson and Hurts is Jalen, yes, he needed some development as a passer coming out of a college system into the pros, as most guys do. But he was incredibly accurate. Like yeah. his accuracy was not an issue in the way that Richardson's is. So to just say like, oh, well, Jalen's mobile and can run and, you know, could run for 100 yards in any game. And so can Richardson. So they just plug and play the same way is a complete botching of what these two kids were as prospects coming out. Even though Richardson's seen as the much better prospect because he's potentially a top five pick and Jalen was a second rounder as passers. Jalen was miles and miles better than Richardson was from a polished standpoint. Again, that doesn't mean that Richardson can't get there um, and that many of kind of the same strategies in terms of utilizing the run game and specifically leveraging the quarterback's running ability to simplify the offense can't be used, but it's not as simple as like plug and play, same results. Yeah, I think that's the thing. The, the What you're banking on when I hear people talk about him to Indianapolis is that he's just, he's going to rush for a thousand yards. He's going to be Justin Fields. And I don't know if I love that. Obviously, he's a big physical son of a gun who's, you know, the freakiest quarterback we've ever seen at the NFL Combine. But if I need a guy to come in and start day one, Anthony Richardson is is probably not my guy. And again, I'm, I'm a little bit old school in that regard. I'm a little bit conservative. Uh, we've talked about that before on this show. And I'd probably go Will Levis if I'm the Colts. And even though I don't like Will Levis as much, I just think he's more ready to play some football. Now, if, if you believe Shane Steichen can get that run game going and they're going to look like um, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens did for a couple of years with Lamar, maybe, right? But obviously, it's going to be very specific schematically. And we just talked about Anthony Richardson's ceiling. But I think this is the first pick where you're like, eh, I don't really love it. And again, it's not you don't love the players. It's like, what is the fit for the team? And I know I might be in the minority here. And if you think I'm wrong, please leave a comment. But I think Andrew... Banking on Anthony Richardson being a thousand yard rusher is a little bit risky given his, you know, his anticipation concerns, his accuracy concerns, like, can he get better? Absolutely. But it's a, it's a longer road than it was for Hertz, for example. So um, if I'm advising you as the coach and the GM and I'm the scout here, I'd say I'd probably go Will Levis just because of the situation. But again, you know, there's going to be another person in the room banging on the table really hard for Anthony Richardson and maybe even someone banging for Jalen Carter, right? It just, it just depends on, um, on what you think the right fit is quite frankly. Yeah. So I'll be the guy banging on the table for Anthony Richardson. Okay. Um, if I'm Shane Steichen, I go, look, man, you just gave me a, how many year deal? Yeah. Like you're going to fire me if we're not good this year. Right. Like let's go. Like we, the Colts, the Colts are not a good football team, right? They, they don't have a lot going for them offensively. You know, if Jonathan Taylor gets back and their O line gets back, then maybe all of a sudden you're looking at a team that can win some games. But they've got not a whole lot at wide receiver, not a whole lot at tight end. Uh, their defense has some playmakers on it. You know, Zaire Franklin had a good year. Yep. You know, obviously Shaquille Leonard, uh, if he's healthy, is is one of the best in football. 
but they just they just traded away Gilmore, like in somewhat of an admission that like, hey, we're trying to restock the deck here. So if you're if you're okay with not really, and I'm gonna say not caring if you win or lose this year, but winning this year not being a priority, I'd go Richardson. Yeah. And by the way, my best path to win this year is a dynamic running game behind or with Jonathan Taylor yeah. and Quentin Nelson and all those dudes up front. And Anthony Richardson's going to help that day one. It's the one area where he helps you tremendously day one because, as we've seen time and time again with great running quarterbacks, whether it be Josh and like you know Josh Allen's ability to run, the threat of it affects the Bills' yeah. run game in a positive way because you have to account for him. Obviously, then you go to the next level of Lamar or Justin Fields, and you see how much damage those run games can do. Not only those individual players, but the team as a whole. So. I would take Richardson and just try to be this behemoth yeah. run like new school, old school running football team and see if we can win some games that way. And if we can't, okay, we'll just draft high again next year and continue to stack the deck with talent yeah. and hope that some reps uh, for Anthony Richardson helps turn him into the quarterback that we want him to be. Absolutely. And I also think it's important to acknowledge this is a team that I think would be in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes pretty dramatically. Agreed. So they, they like if you're Baltimore, and you trade up for Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, I think it's a similar conversation. But I feel more comfortable Anthony Richardson going to a team like Baltimore because, you know, they've done it already with a guy like Lamar. And Lamar's a much better passer, much more accurate, much more efficient. But, you know, they, they've got a And by the way, like what Lamar ran at Louisville was much more pro style Correct. as well. Yes, like people, people kind of underrate that with Lamar. Like Bobby Petrino, weird dude, but runs a pro style <laughs> offense. Um, and so Lamar had some experience doing some of that stuff, still needed the adjustment period, obviously. Um, but his, he's a pretty good passer. What makes him Lamar Jackson MVP is his ability to be a thousand yard rusher, but like pretty good passer. Um, I do wonder in the same way that, that I've wondered a lot about the potential for Baltimore to trade Lamar here because yeah. of the fan base dynamics. Yeah. Um, and like, it's right down the road. Obviously, the Baltimore Indianapolis Colts, you know, leaving Baltimore dynamic. Like, yeah. that's a that's a weird one. And like, people can say, "Ah, oh, it doesn't matter." Like, it does, especially to the the principal owners right. involved here, right. uh, specifically with with Jim Irsay. So, um, you know, does Baltimore want to stick it to Indy in some way? Uh, probably. So <laughs> that's 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 something to consider. But in, in our no trades, kind of talking through it, et cetera. I think Richardson's the pick here. And you and uh, did a really nice job explaining that. So I think, yeah, I'd go, you know, based on your philosophy, if that's how they feel. I think that's my a table, my bang on the table worked. Yeah. All right, Nick, we're going with Anthony Richardson. Let's hit draft. Yeah. All right. Number five, Seattle. Jalen uh, Carter. Not even a question. At my, like okay. I, I think, I think they are a team that like has a good, strong culture. They've draft people with, I don't say questionable character concerns, but they, Pete they've Carroll, taken some risks over the years. Carroll seems to get, breed a, an environment that can insulate those guys he is he's the best non-quarterback he's the best football player in this draft when i watch the film like, he is really good i have some concerns about his work ethic you know he might be a little bit lazy but if you believe your culture can tolerate it i think that's where you go the other one that could be on the board is tyree wilson here um but yeah man like i don't know i feel like it just is too good to pass up for a team that really needs good interior defensive linemen and if you think you can tolerate it I don't know. What do you think? Uh, done. Jalen Carter. Yes. There's the pick. The pick is in. Uh, that was easy. All right. Uh, Detroit. Man. Detroit, man. It's got to be uh, Devin Witherspoon, I think. He is, he's the, he's the one of the most fun players to watch in this draft, I think. 
from a cornerback standpoint. And they've, I know they've taken a lot of first round corners. So it'd be here or Tyree Wilson, I think. Uh, but I think he's a, he's an outstanding football player. He's got that dog. I feel like he culturally fits with Dan Campbell at a high level. I think this is where you go. Yeah, I agree. Um, my issue with Tyree Wilson here is what the commanders have done to themselves where right. you know, they took Aiden Hutchinson last year and in four years, like you, do you necessarily do a lot of long-term four or five year planning? No, but you don't not do it either. And do you need, do you want to pay two edge guys in, in a couple of years in the same way that the commanders doubled down on that strategy going D tackle, D tackle, edge, edge. Um, and I would say no. So let's go Devin Witherspoon and, and keep things moving to one of the more interesting picks in the draft uh, at number seven with yeah. the Raiders. 